right? You've got some music going, pumping up. Uh, you got somebody counting down, you know, five, four, three, two, one, go! And they're like screaming, yeah, cowbells, ding a ding 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 Episode 945 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode, best of-ish edition. Today's quick tip, strategic pacing at the start of a race. Well then, uh, before we take today's little trip down memory lane, let's uh, just take a quick second and uh, remind you, if you haven't done so already, to get yourself entered into the giveaway that I do each and every month. If you're new around here, maybe this is the first time you've heard me talk about this, but at the start of each new month, I pick one person uh, via the random number generator, so it's completely random, uh, to work with for free for the race of their choice. So... Um, you know, whether you've got a, a race coming up, whether you don't have any races on the calendar yet, but you want to hold it in your pocket, or maybe you just like to work with me for a little while, um, without a race to, to, you know, kind of train for just to help you get back into a groove. Maybe, you know, as uh, we're coming out of the pandemic, hopefully you're starting to, to kind of get back at it a little bit, need a little help rebuilding the base and getting back into the routine. Uh, we can do that. And, uh, you know, as this episode comes out just about a, a week and a half from, uh, the start of June, uh, that means I'll be picking a new winner at the start of June. So get yourself in it now. And uh, the way to do that is to head over to the homepage right there on disruns.com, or you can point your browser to disruns.com slash giveaway. Either way, it works the same. You enter your name, you enter your email address, bada boom, bada bam, you're automatically entered. And then subsequently re-entered each and every month. Um, and so, you know, you've, you've got a chance every month to get uh, to hit the uh, the random number generator lottery, if you will. And, uh, you know, maybe the grand prize is to work with me. Maybe it's a, it's a a booby prize. I don't know. Uh, but one way or the other, you got to be in it to win it. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. So today, uh, taking a little trip back in time, several years back, actually back to, uh, an episode that, that originally aired in October of 2016. Uh, so not quite five years ago, but getting close to five years ago, this was originally episode 325 and it was the third part of a three part series talking about pace and various aspects of pace, training pace, race pace, uh, yada, yada, yada. But, but I want to highlight this episode today. Um, which again was episode 325. If you want to hit the whole series, it's episode 319, 322, 325. Uh, check them out as, as you're so inclined. Obviously, disruns.com slash any of those numbers will take you back to the blog post and you can listen to it there or you can scroll far enough back in your podcasting app and find each of those three episodes. But the reason I want to focus on what, what, what was episode 325, talking about pacing during your race, specifically at the start of a race, is because hopefully at least if you want to be, hopefully uh, we're getting back to racing season. I know I know several folks have already run races this spring as we're kind of coming out. Again, hopefully, fingers crossed, once and for all, coming out of the pandemic and getting back to races and, and other areas of life, being back to a little bit kind of pre, pre-COVID-19 situation. Um, but if you haven't run a race in a year or so, uh, it's, it's easy to forget a few things. One might argue it's easy to forget your shoes. That's another topic for another day. But it's easy to forget some of the, the strategic pieces, some of the uh, the things that maybe you take for granted when you've been racing at a somewhat regular interval, and then you know you've been off, no racing for you know six months, eight months, a year, fifteen months, whatever the case might be. So I thought it was it was an appropriate time to revisit today's episode because you know when it when it comes to races, I think for the most part, you know like like. If you just run in a race for fun, then then today probably 
isn't something that you need a reminder of. Because if you're just running a race for fun, maybe you're running it with some friends, you're just out there cruising, no real time goals, then you just kind of you just kind of cruise, right? Like it's not a big deal. You're not trying to hammer certain splits. You don't have a, a certain finish time in mind that you're aiming for. Um, or maybe you're just trying to, you know, like, again, you're just out there cruising. But, but if you have a specific goal, and it, maybe it is to finish this distance for the first time, Maybe it's a time goal, whatever the case might be. But if you have a specific goal, how you start the race matters. And it's a mistake that I've made in the past more times than I care to admit. Uh, the most glaring example was my first marathon. I've told the story before, but for, for those that haven't heard it, the, the quick version is that my goal was to run my first marathon, which I was woefully ill-prepared for. Again, that's another story for another day, but woefully ill-prepared for. But the goal was not knowing any better. Oh, I think I can do it in four hours, which if you, if you don't know the numbers, that works out to be about a 906, 907 per mile pace. So I, you know, get to the start, start line comfortable. Yeah. Four hours. I, I think I got this, got it in the bag, you know, running the first mile, everything feels good. And then I, I kind of came to this section of the course, which was about a mile and a half in, which is probably the worst part, worst, worst p- place on the course to have like a, a, a fan tunnel. Like it kind of, the, the course congested down. So you got runners a lot more close together and it was the Walt Disney world marathon. So there was lots of runners anyway. And then lots of spectators just lining this, this narrow path, everybody cheering, clapping runners going by. And I thought that I was, I thought that I'd slowed down to enjoy it. Turns out I was running about a seven fifteen pace when my first mile was right about where I needed to be. It was about nine minute pace, like feeling good. Uh, picked up my pace by way too much for not for a long section, but long enough that, uh, I don't know. I don't think that that screwed up my race. My, my lack of training did, but just, just trying to illustrate the fact that if I wasn't, if I would have been more focused on starting the race strategically, keeping an eye on my pace strategically, maybe I would have made it another mile before I blew up at that particular race. But it's happened to me in other races as well. Other races where I have been well-trained. And you just can, can get into a situation where if you're not being careful, if you're not really keeping an eye on your pace for the first couple few miles, um, you can end up going way too fast per your goal, um, which can get you in trouble for the longer distance races. Of course, half marathons, marathons, ultras, you know, if, if you, if you start too hot, boy, it's going to be a, a hard time holding on to it. And arguably, it, the same rules apply for shorter races as well. Not arguably, literally the same rules apply. Although you have a, maybe a better chance of holding it together. If you start a little too fast in a 5k, than if you start a little too fast in a 50 K, but you know, it, it all depends. It's all relative. Moral of the story though, is that this can happen to anybody. It, it doesn't matter how many races you've run, whether you're brand new, whether you're a seasoned vet starting too fast is something that is always a risk. And it can get you in trouble towards the end of the race. So how can it happen? How, how does it happen when you, you, again, whether you know better or not, how do you go to running maybe a, mi- a minute per mile, maybe even more than that, faster than, than your goal pace for the race in the first couple miles of, 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 a, of a marathon or a half marathon or any type of, of event? Well, I think there's a couple of, of factors that are usually at play. And, you know, like any good multifactorial situation, they combine to be where the sum is greater than the parts, right? But during, during these races, especially a big race, like my instance, a, a Disney marathon, the starting line 
tends to be a pretty pretty happening place. And even for some of the smaller races, they might have some music there. Usually there's obviously all the runners are there. Maybe there's some spectators. So even your local 5Ks, there, there might be some stuff going on at the starting line. But that whole situation can get things going, right? You've got some music going, pumping up. Uh, you got somebody counting down, you know, five, four, three, two, one, go! And they're like screaming, yeah, cowbells, ding, 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 And all the spectators are cheering. I mean, if that's not a recipe to, to maybe kind of shoot out of the gate, I mean, I don't know what is. And then you've got all these other runners around you, some of which are falling victim to the excitement and they're going out too fast. Some of which aren't, but their pace, their fitness is going to be faster than your, your goals, right? Unless you're right up there at the very front, there's always going to be people that are faster than you, which is not a problem. That's not better or worse. It's just a fact, but they're going out and you're like, Oh, like I feel good. And maybe you kind of tuck in behind them. And all of a sudden they're running their, their strategic, smart reserve start of the race is too fast for you at the start of the race, but you're just tucking in. It's other runners. No big deal. Spectators, crowds, like all of the things going on. Then again, you add the bigger races. Maybe there's fireworks You know, Disney races have fireworks for each starting wave. So even if you're not, you know, in the first corral, you're getting fireworks to start. And again, fireworks, festivities, cheering the whole nine yards can be pretty easy to go out too fast. And again, it doesn't matter whether you've, you've done it before whether you you have have never run a race before, whether you've kn- you know that you've gone out too fast at races before, and so you're going into it going, all right, this race, I'm going to lock it in, keep it nice and steady. You can still end up going too fast. I know because I've done it. I know because I've coached folks that have done it. I know because I've commiserated with folks on race day that have done it. You know, in person, I've commiserated with folks on social media. Like it happens. So what's, what's the, maybe not surefire way to prevent it, but what is kind of the, the idea to try to help mitigate that risk, how to start your race intelligently? I think the biggest thing you can do is start with a script in mind. And then of course, stick to the script, right? It, you know, having a plan in place doesn't matter if you don't stick to the plan. But one thing I always do with, with the people I'm coaching Uh, Certainly, I I try to do it for myself as well, especially if I have a goal for the race, is to kind of script out the first mile at least. And if it's a longer race, probably 5K. And I don't try to script it perfectly. Like, I'm not worried about exact second splits and and like exactly whether it's a a nine-minute pace or 10-minute pace or 10-12 or 9.47. Like, I'm not that detail-focused on it. But... Say my, say my goal, all right? You know, my goal for my first race. If I, would, if I, would, if I had this to do over again, in addition to, to training at least decently for my first marathon, my script for the start of the race would have been something like this. So my, my overall goal, my overall finish time is to try to finish at a, a 9.07 pace, right? So I could finish in four hours. So my script for the first 5K or so of the race would be to aim to run somewhere between like 9.15 and 9.30, maybe even 9.30 to 9.45. So potentially it would have been to start the first mile at the slowest end of that range. So like 9.45, then run the second mile at like 9.35, 
They run the third mile at like 9.30, maybe even to 9.25, something like that. Just kind of gradually easing into the race, getting a little bit faster as we go. And then after the, the excitement of the starting line wears off, after the excitement of all the other runners and the spectators and the people that are definitely faster than me, they're gone. They're up in front. I gave them, gave them the right of way. Then at about the 5K mark, settle in at, at my goal pace, right? Try to drop it down to about that 9.05 to 9.10 range and just kind of cruise there for a while. At that point, I wouldn't have a detailed plan anymore. I just that's, that's about where I want to be. I started off intelligently and then settle in. Now, you might be saying, but but this, if the goal is to run 905, 906, 907, something like that, why are you setting the target for 945, 935, 930 for your first three miles? Because that's you don't have to be a math whiz to know that that's setting myself up to be slower than I need to be. Well, I'm doing that because the second thing of a good strategic smart start to a race, as far as I'm concerned, is to give yourself a buffer. Right? So odds are, even if I'm trying to fight the good fight and and stay neutral and not be influenced by the excitement, by the environment, by the other runners, I am also only human. And I'm probably going to get caught up in the moment a little bit. So if I set my target at 945 and I end up going off a bit hot and running 925, well, hey, I'm still slower. I'm still reserved from my optimal goal pace. Yeah, it might be a little faster than I wanted to, but I have some buffer. I have some room for error instead of going, you know, same in, aiming like, all right, I'm going to aim for that 906, 907 pace and then run in 20 seconds faster than that, run in 845 for the first mile. That has the potential to get me into more trouble than running 925 when my goal was to run 945. So I give myself some wiggle room, especially in that first mile. So that if I do get a little bit excited, get a little bit hyped, Maybe my legs are just feeling fantastic because I actually tapered, you know, so I'm not running on tired legs. Like, oh, wow, my legs are moving. Well, I don't, I don't, I decrease my chances of going out too hot by giving myself that buffer zone. Then the, the third thing I would do, I've got two more things. The third thing I do, keep a better eye on my watch. Like I said, I, re- I was kind of keeping an eye on my watch for the first mile. Um, I was where I needed to be at that Disney race. But then I got in this in this tunnel of spectators screaming loud, other runners, and I just kind of like soaked in the moment, which is a good thing to do. I mean, I think it's good to be in the moment, but getting in the moment also made me pick up my pace by two minutes per mile, which was not ideal. So keeping an eye on your watch and, and with technology with where it's at today, maybe that even means setting some type of pace alert so that you can't, so that not that you can't go too fast, but so that you at least get a buzz or a vibration or a beep or something that says, hey, whoa, are you sure you want to be going this fast? And again, with, with some of these watches these days that are super fancy, that I'm sure mine could do it, but I don't know how because I'm not that worried about all the tech and bells and whistles, but you can probably even set it up to have a pace alert for like for the first 5K. And then after that, you don't have the pace alert anymore. So you could set it up to buzz if you get too fast. If you if you got into that 905 or 845 or 830 range, wherever your your cutoff would be. But then once you settle into the race, you're good to go. It won't buzz anymore. You can then that's where you can chip away. You can make up that time that you gave back at the beginning. Once you've settled into the race, once the excitement wears off, it's more controlled and and you won't have to worry about your watch buzzing the whole way. But keeping an eye on your watch. 
kind of important when you're trying to stick to a certain pace for a certain segment of the, of the race. And then last but not least, and at some races, this isn't a problem. Some races, it definitely is line up appropriately. If, if it's a big race where they have multiple corrals, you probably are assigned a corral based on your running experience, finish times in past races, anticipated finish time in this race. Okay. Some, some races are more strict than that than others, but you probably have some type of assignment. We've all heard stories. Some of us are guilty of this as well. No judgment, but it's happened. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, where folks that are are assigned, you know, maybe the, the F or G corral, if we're going alphabetical order, A being the fastest corral and whatever, F, G, H, O, whatever. But they're assigned the F or the G corral, but they sneak their way in or accidentally find themselves in corral B. If that happens, that means you're around runners that are probably expected to be running quite a bit faster in the race than you are, which makes it even more likely that you're going to get swept up into the the pace of the faster runners. And it also means that you're kind of potentially, and again, quite possibly unintentionally being that, that bottleneck, being that, that runner that, that isn't where they should be. And, And that does create tripping hazards. It creates problems when you have a bunch of people that are faster. Sometimes this happens intentionally. Hopefully you've never done that, but it's happened to me unintentionally for sure. So if you're, if you have in, in any race, and even if they don't have corrals, but if you just have, if it's a small local 5k and you know that you're not going to be the fastest person there that day, you're not racing to win the race. Don't try to line up right on the start line, right? Give yourself 10 feet back and then start the race when you get to the start line. Okay. So line up appropriately. That's just going to put you in an area of runners that are more likely to be at your pace, which is going to help to decrease the risk of going out too fast. All right. Like I said earlier, the risk of going out too fast, the risk of starting too hot, it never goes away completely. But if you, if you do some of these things, if you uh, script your start and stick to it, give yourself a little wiggle room, keep an eye on your watch and then line up appropriately. You can definitely decrease the risk of doing it, of going out too fast. And then hopefully that sets you up to not, not only be able to finish not only avoid blowing up in your race, but hopefully allowing you to finish strong. And if your fitness is there, your training is there, even though you gave away maybe a minute in the first three miles by running a little bit slower than your goal pace, maybe even two minutes, you can finish faster, finish strong, not fade down the stretch. And you'll more than make up that time. No guarantees. But it's the best, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good option. It's a good strategy to go for, but it can never be eliminated. That risk can never be eliminated. So do your best. And as you're getting back into races this year, something to keep in mind about how to pace the start of your race so that hopefully you'll hit your, hit your goal marks, um, and have a good, you know, first handful of races back after the pandemic. So that's, those are my thoughts on starting strategically on race day when it comes to your pace. Uh, what did I miss? What areas have you struggled with? Have you had a disaster blow up like I did? Uh, all, all thoughts and feedbacks on this episode would be welcome at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. You can head over to the show notes for today. 
uh, which are more or less copy and pasted from the uh, the original episode. But today's show notes, disruns.com slash 945. We also have the links back to the original episode and the other two pace series episodes we talked about. The first one being about monitoring your pace during a race. You know, how much do you want to do that? And also how to improve your, your pace, you know, getting faster. Uh, so if you want to check those ones out, that's episode 319 and 322 links also in today's episode. And you can also leave a comment on, uh, on the YouTubes because the quick tips are now on the YouTubes. Uh, so check it out there if you're so inclined. And if you're, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I guess watching it on YouTube, but it's just a static image. So you're not really watching anything, but thanks. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let me know you found us over on YouTube. Uh, so if, you know, if, if you're enjoying them on YouTube, let us know that too. So we make sure to keep on, keep on keeping on, keep putting in the effort to get them up over there. But, uh, thoughts on or feedbacks or stories, definitely stories. If you, if you have a story, I'd love to hear it about starting too fast and how that worked out for you. Um, and what you do to prevent yourself from going out too fast as well. Uh, hit me up, let me know. And, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, one last time, if you want to get in the giveaway, get in the giveaway, disruns.com slash giveaway is the place to do it. Uh, get a chance to work with me for free. And uh, hopefully that would be enticing. If not, then I guess don't get in the giveaway. But if you're if you're so inclined, get in the get in the giveaway. Get some free coaching. Hopefully, uh, if the random number generator si- smiles down upon you. And uh, with that, thanks for listening, y'all. If you enjoyed this one, hit that share button. But otherwise, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. <laughs>